Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from Beyond the Dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk city called New Etika. I am your dungeon master, Luke, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, the level 4 human fighter. Jeff, I play Gage, level 4 human wizard. Says me, speaks. I'm playing the Peter, level 4 dwarf artificer. And Travis plays Little Moss, the level 4 half-orc monk. I don't know how he, like, fucks that up every time, but he does. And he is not here with us today as he is moving entire states away from us. He says it's not because of the smell, but I beg the differ. <laughs> let's, um, let's do a little recount on what happened previously on Beyond the Dice. And to do that, I will tell the tale graciously, relieving my friends and these fellow players here. From doing so. So previously, our mercs stole those ground cars and hover cars from the Gladium car park beneath Balroon Incorporated. They drove out onto the streets and noticed that there was some sort of dropship following them. They quickly uh, attempted to escape down an open an opening sorry they tried to escape down an opening to the under rail where the hover rail trains go through all of the cars jumped over uh, a a precisely parked truck uh, and down into the underground of the city speeding past stations and um Luckily, not having to dodge any trains, but what was unlucky for them was the dropship dropped to, uh, actually, four hover bikes with these tack droids on it, like tactical robots that had stun weapons, and they chased our mercs in their hover cars and their street cars through the underground until... All of them but one was eliminated. Well, that last one was sort of knocked unconscious by Spigs. They, they, our mercs delivered the vehicles to Lower Etika, which is the warehouse district. And they completed their mission. They were given a little sort of um, family van car thing to get away from the scene with. And as they all hopped in the car, this panther mask wearing cybernetic tentacle flailing creature. The displacer stood in front of them, slamming its hands down into the hood of the car, saying something. And that's where we will begin this episode. of the night sitting in this family van and in front of you you see this panther mask these green glowing eyes high on the top of its head these white glowing teeth that sort of um, hold the face shield of where this person's 
face is that this 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 black glass is covering its white glowing claws are stabbing into the hood of the car and all of this steam from the engine is sort of rising up into the air it scratches these huge gouges into the hood and it says you were supposed to protect people i was at the hover rail station and i saw people get hurt injured you and your friends are accountable get out so i can exact some justice pointing into the car towards gage little moss sitting in the passenger seat because he always calls shotgun yeah Cortain slowly reaches for his his revolver little moss quickly puts his hand on Cortain's arm his elbow holding it still and he says don't worry guys I've got this meet me at the crooked candle later keep my beer warm for me and if you drink so much as a millimeter of it I'll kill you you, you don't got this yeah. little moss I'm going solo on this one no, you I've don't. got this he pulls the handle of the car he steps out closing it he um, he taps on it and then like makes a winding down motion Cortain, you're in the driver's seat. You press the electric window and it goes down and he says, Meet me at the crooked candle. And he winks at you. He sort of uh, cracks his knuckles. Cortain, you turn the key in the car and the, the engine sort of stirs and ticks. But you watch this scene as the displacer flicks its cloak and the cybernetic tentacles start moving like snakes in the air. These black, sleek, mechanical snakes look we're, we're distracting him guys like he can't he's trying to protect us and he's trying to fight this thing let's just let's just go let him do it the displacer makes a move towards the car cracking its knuckles just like little moss did but you see these two other mechanical hands come out from the cloak it's got two sets of arms and those mechanical cybernetic hands move just as perfectly as any other human hands or any other humanoid hands and they also crack their knuckles at the exact same time yeah maybe we should let little moss handle this little moss pushes the glasses up on his face he pops the collar of his red sports jacket he fixes the sleeves of his black turtleneck and he starts to charge in the displacer sort of spins around him, flicking its tentacle out, and these like white little barbs shoot up the side of the car and pierce the window. Little Moss turns to you and says, What the fuck? Leave! Go! Get! I'll see you soon! Cortain puts down the popcorn he was snacking on and starts <laughs> the car up. Well, while we're driving, yeah. while we're driving away, Gage goes, Wait, wait, are we supposed to protect people? I'm just, we're just mercenaries. I'm supposed to get paid. It's all, yeah. it's all I know. <laughs> the I'm, car, I'm not. I mean, we weren't paid to protect people. The car starts whirring and it, and it finally like starts jump. to life. Spl- spluttering, rumbling. And you guys take off as you're having this little conversation about who, um, you know, we're not really protectors. We're just getting paid. Could you imagine what my Merked In profile would look like if everyone else was dead? Did you say Merked In? I did say Merked In. <laughs> That's fucking genius. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, just look through, look like, through. Hacked in. Yeah, actually, that's true. He wouldn't really be that worried about it. 
I'll just hack you guys out. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Cortain, as you fix the um, the rearview mirror to sort of sort of watch what's going on behind you as you're driving away, you see little Moss running in. He jumps and he fly kicks the displacer, sending her stumbling back. He follows up the attack as he charges over like a, a rhino once again. He leaps, rolls, and out of the roll, he starts stumbling like he's drunk. You see the displacer jump up with its cloak fluttering in the air like a massive piece of cloth, like like from a flag or, or, or a ship of some sort. This big black cloth all wrapping around her, kind of like spawn. Little Moss then sort of like stumbles over and jabs a few times. Her hands block it. Now, as you look forward, just to check where you're driving, Cortain, you put your foot on the um, on the gas and you push it hard down as you slightly bump over a, a speed hump, hurtling through the air. You see this um, this security droid, this tac droid that speaks subdued, laying the tac droid out on the ground and sort of forgetting about it in a way when all this stuff was going on. It's obviously come to life and it has started to stumble home, maybe giving away your location and such. And just as your attention is drawn from the road, as you're watching Little Moss in this scene fighting in the background, you smash through this tack droid, unawares that it was in front of you, sending plastic and steel flying and scattering against the um, the ground. You guys make your way through Lower Etica, all the way into Dark Haven, through some familiar streets and some unfamiliar alleyways, back towards and into the car park of the Crooked Candle. Now we're going to cut there and it's it's been hours now. It's probably been three hours. You're all in the basement of the Crooked Candle in your hideout. The TV is on and the volume is very, very low. The program that was on some sort of um, reality TV show about towing away hover cars and stuff in sort of the upper echelon areas of the city was interrupted. Uh, you guys sort of paid attention to it a little bit because it was a news report of some sightings of a large cyborg creature and its gang attacking various places and in some cases hustling for uh, protection money. Now we see this room, the, the dim lights, the blue ambience of the TV. There are a few empty beer bottles sitting around. Not a lot, just a couple. Everyone is sitting down on a couch or a chair or on the little beds in the side and then cleaning their weapons. Sort of keeping themselves busy, fidgeting with a gadget, something like that. All of them, all of you, are waiting for a little moss to call or to run down the stairs to bust in the door with a big stupid grin on his face. But you're all silent. You all can hear the sound of wire brush scrubbing the grime out of a gun barrel, the clicking of a tool or the occasional sound of a glass bottle being set down on a table until one of you breaks the silence. 
Uh, so you think Little Mouse is, uh, dead? <laughs> it's a noble sacrifice. Uh, that would be a bit of a bummer. Like, I don't know if I can enjoy my beer if he was dead. Like, should we start looking at advertising for his position? <laughs> <Don't take laughs> in. Oh, cold. As cold as your metal legs. Oh, I do have a good idea, though. We could, I could get two more arms. Like that cool displacer beast. Look, Little Moss is probably going to be fine. <laughs> like, he was like a... What? One of those people that guards the pubs, the clubs? Yeah, yeah, he'll bounce. <laughs> nice. Very good. He'll totally bounce. Um, yeah, look, we've waited long enough. I'm going to drink his beer that we set aside for him. <laughs> you go and you, I... you pick it up. It's warm. It's getting cold, though. Oh. oh he said keep warm. a beer warm for him, so you did. Keep a beer warm? What kind of... Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I misheard him and assumed he wanted a cold beer and it's just gotten warm. Um, I leave it out for him because I don't drink warm beers. So... Can I use can I use infallible relay to try and talk to him? You can. Okay. So... That's a good um, idea. Let's, let's not assume he's dead. Let's call him first. Yeah, let's, let's call him. Like, we have <laughs> the technology. It's not like we need carrier pigeons or anything. This is cyberpunk. We can just, he's got a phone. <laughs> I should try his normal phone first. Does he answer his normal phone? You hear him pick up. You hear some heavy breathing. Little Moss. And you hear him spit. Little Moss. And he says, Hey. You alright? Where are you? Your beer's warm and everything. Oh, man. Nice weather we're having, hey. Ah. Oh. Oh man, she, that thing, she got me pretty good. Oh, whoa, unbelievable, she got me real good. Yeah, but was the, there was loot, wasn't there? Oh, she, oh well, I guess Yeah, she beat kill. him, she looted him, he's, got, he's not got his gauntlets anymore. Uh, yeah, I got some cool items, I got gems and gold creds. No, I didn't get any loot, are you serious? Oh, I sh shouldn't have lost it. I had that, but then I didn't have that. Nice. I'm sorry. You need a pickup? Gage, will you just shut up for a sec? Tell the others I'm sorry. I'm gonna come back when I'm ready. Wait. Wait, what do you mean? Like, later? Like, after a nap? Yeah, like a two-week nap. <laughs> and he hangs up. Uh, little Moss is okay, but he's gonna be gone a while. I think he's gotta figure some stuff out. What, what kind of stuff has he got to figure out? Uh, I think he's alright, but he lost. No, he didn't get any good loot. And I think he needs a montage. <laughs> so we'll let him have it. And, and then later... You know, everyone needs a montage. Oh, I've heard of one of those. I think, uh, I think Bliss went to one of those. It's like a spa. Yeah. <laughs> All good characters go to heaven too. Uh, he's he's at a spa called Montage. That's so oh, you know, good. Where you fight and you get strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go move some logs in the snow, and then there's gonna be like a spa. 
He's gonna move him up to this. Yeah, yeah, into uh, the, some springs, some hot he, springs. He's gonna go. Um, up he's a, gone to a farm. He's gonna go up oh, a mountain, no. and then they're gonna tell him to go back down and get a little purple flower, and he has to bring it back up, and then. No, no, you cannot steal Batman. Okay. Okay. But maybe he'll fight on a on a water like there'll be a waterfall and there'll be a log and he has to balance maybe the beach. <laughs> he's going he's somewhere. He's somewhere and he's at peace. They're standing on ice. No, okay. Alright. Um what we'll do is do a hard cut. A ten day later. Ten days. A ten day, which a is a week day. a week in New Etica. A ten day later. Oh really? The week's are ten days? Yes. Do we know that? Is that 10 or is that like a binary 10? So it's 2. <laughs> it's, it's a 10. Okay. Um, you have all just finished a mission for Thundergunk. Hey guys, good job! Or maybe it wasn't. Easiest mission ever. In, um, in the last 10 days, this is the fifth job that you've taken without Little Moss. <laughs> And, and every every sidekick we've had since Little Moss from Merkdin has died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was like a there was like a um an, a half elven dude who fancied himself a great weapon fighter, but he was like his strength was obviously really low. He charged in with this huge great sword that was given to him by his father, and the first time he charged in was the first time his face was exploded with a shotgun. What do we do with what do we do with the great sword? Um, I don't know. You want it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, you have a great. <laughs> I'm not going to use it, but it's uh, you know, at least oh, gone oh, to, wait. A, to, a, to a happy home. Wait, I need a montage. <laughs> I need to train with my sword. <laughs> you want to create some loot? Like you. <laughs> All right, but before that, this mission that you've just completed, the little uh, that um that you didn't have little moss for, Thundergunk said, "Good job," but I'll just describe what happened in the mission. This time, this mission, you broke into an apartment block and you shut down a drug lab that was running on the 12th floor. Now, I want you all to quickly roll a skill check to see how well you went on that mission. And I will roll for random NPC that went with you and, and um, let's see what happened to them. Let's call him Funzo. Funzo? That's Yo. Copyright. Yeah, you know, it, it, really? you guys replaced um, Little Moss on this fifth mission with a, um, a, a half-orc named Funzo. Let's see how he did. And we keep thinking orcs are really stealthy. What's the... Uh, what Are we plus anything? Like, what are we... What's yeah. The, yeah, whatever yeah, ability check. you want to use. I hacked. <laughs> Alright, what did you hacked? I hacked 15. Plus... Oh, no, not 15. I think, I think it means narratively, what did you hack? <laughs> what was the mission? We were shutting down a drug lab. I athletics all over the place. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck really- yeah. <laughs> you athletics, I act. Alright, what how what did you get, Cortain? I got a fifteen to kick down the door after after Gage had shut down the uh the security. Uh, yeah, the alarm down, systems. Like... Yep. So we surprised him good. Yeah, we surprised nice. him good. You were um down the hall in a climate control uh room, you were plugged into the aircon system which is linked with the um, the fire extinguisher system, which is linked with the light system, and which is also linked with uh, some of the security door systems. And you successfully sort of um, brute forced the door to completely shut down its locks, and then Cortain kicked the door down. And what did Spigs get? And what did he roll? 
Uh, so Spigs thought there was more like way too many events for for like for what the drug life should have been bigger. So he's looking around for another secret hatch for a second level of the drug lab. He's in an investigation. And he rolled an 11. 11. Alright. You guys hadn't seen Spigs for like 10 minutes. Um, and a lot of the uh, communications was really crackly and uh, sort of broken up. You couldn't really speak to each other. Just maybe because of um, something that it's in the building, or because there's so much, so many people clustered in this this massive apartment building, um, that you you lost speaks for that ten minutes. Cortain, you boot the door down, and you see all of these guys, these these sort of seedy gang drug dealer dudes with like all these different augments all pointing pistols and revolvers at Spigs, who is hanging from a vent in the middle of the room. Yeah. He's upside down. His metallic legs have caught up there, but he's pointing his thunder cannon at them. Uh, you see all of them there basically standing at a perfect height for you to cut them in half with your shotgun and not hit Spigs because he's a dwarf and he's hanging from the ceiling. You yeah. just blast away killing a whole bunch of them you guys exchange gunfire spigs drops from the um the vent crushing a dude that uh is about to fire on you you guys successfully because you got two passes and one fail you um successfully shut down the drug lab you don't complete your second mission which was to keep one of the guys alive to find out who they're selling to um, because when Spigs fell on him, his legs crushed oh, his man. windpipe and his neck. But oh, that's okay. How how did other moss do? Oh yeah. So what <laughs> happens for other moss? I rolled a five for him. Oh um, man. He... Oh, and oh, um, Spigs, you 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 get caught. Other moss didn't bring his damn turtleneck. He got seen and killed. What kind of fuck up is this? Funzo followed me in the vents and uh, thought there was another way in to another level and he kind of got stuck in one of the vents and the blades came past and it's very, very messy up there. I wouldn't go up there. The blades came past? Yeah. It's not pretty sad. As Spigs Spigs stands up, you see that there is this sort of greenish-grey hand big muscled hand, big forearm, holding onto his, um, his, like his, his backpack, his, his armor or something like that, his clothes. It's like gripped on there, but it's been severed off. And then you got, as everything sort of quietens down, you hear, guys, I'm stuck and my fucking arm's cut off. Guys, can you hear me? Can, can you guys hear My belt yeah, got caught. It's other why get it let's get him down. And why were they, why were there blades in a vent? It was a fan! Oh. I mean that makes sense. <laughs> Guys <laughs> Okay, we I help him I help him down by uh finding the the parts of the vents that he's not in and like cutting them with my sword so he just collapses onto the ground. He Gage hacks down. hacks back in. Wait, Gage also hacks back in and uh, turns off the fan. <laughs> Thank you! My arm's really sore right now! 
Oh my gosh. To be fair, it's not really that sore because I, I don't have an arm anymore, basically. He's laying on the uh, kitchen floor as you've cut through all the vents and he uh, has fallen through the plaster. Half of the uh, sort of duct, the, the steel duct is hanging down in the room as well. You uh, sort of make your way outside. He says, can you just drop me at a hospital? I've got some pretty good coverage. I should be able to seal it off for me so I can get an augment. So you guys drop him off and... um, I guess you won't be working with that guy again. Hey guys, just a quick massive shout out. Quick and massive. James Jupiter, he is a phenomenal synthwave artist here in Australia. He has given us the use of, he said basically any song from his Earthbound album, which if you want to check it out, and you definitely should check it out, and you should definitely want to should check it out uh, at Bandcamp, you can find James Jupiter on SoundCloud and Facebook. Go listen to his music purchase his album it is fucking awesome once again if you enjoyed the track at the beginning of this episode the track is called shadow featuring stills by james jupiter on the album earthbound you can find it on bandcamp the links for his social media his bandcamp and his soundcloud will be below so check them out Um, go listen you won't be disappointed thanks guys As you guys are cruising back to the Crooked Candle in Cortain's Jeep, you've been working all afternoon. It's about 11pm. You get back to the Crooked Candle. You sort of all are about to leave. Gage, your communicator rings. And you look at it, and it says it's Paige Longleaf. Oh. Uh, Gage, an- Gage answers it. Gage! Yes. Gage, I saw that thing. That thing that was at Terry's? The thing they've been talking about on the news? That, um, that fucking cyborg thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, stay away from him. Well, I need you to get down here soon. Uh, bring whoever you can, because I saw him and a bunch of guys uh, wearing these red mask things, and they have just barreled into an Aegis hideout. Um, the old, the old Delta subway station. Right, don't go in. Wait for us. Well, uh, we'll be there soon. Well, that piece of shit killed Nathaniel. Yeah, don't like, look. If you go in by yourself, you're just gonna get yourself killed. Just wait for us to get there. Well, if you, you really want, can you get here no, quick? Yeah. I'll um, I'll, I'll here. Do you, I'll send you where I am. I'll send you the location. Just please hurry. I want to kill this piece of shit. And uh, she hangs up. You get a uh, basically an SMS with a little GPS location that says she's out in an alleyway across from um, Delta Station. You guys ready to get revenge on the edict? Hell yeah! All right. Oh, I've got an extra hand. <laughs> Did you take his hand? Is that Fonzo's <laughs> hand? <laughs> Look, he's still in touch to me, and I just I just noticed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They probably. Uh, oh, whatever. Okay, let's go. Uh, haven't we all been collecting things, bits from people? 
No! We've been collecting no. bits from people. You see, you see one of the mercenaries that you worked for. His toe got cut off by a street samurai, and um, you notice that Spig has it. Spigs has it like hanging from a chain around his wrist. That that makes a lot more sense now. Oh, oh, that is that is disgusting. I'm a little worried about you, Spigs. A little worried. All right, quick, we gotta go. You know when they say you meet someone and you want a memento of them, it doesn't mean it's of them. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Alright, so, um... You get back into... Cortain's Jeep, because it's you basically have not really even gotten out of it. Spigs, yeah. you need to get out of this Jeep before we go, and you just put all the body parts of other people just in a bag somewhere. Look, look, we can use them. Let's just go. We can do that later. we got to go now. Oh, yeah, fine. Whatever. Oh, that's disgusting. Let's go. Um, Gage, do you send them the location? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um... Oh, actually, no. He doesn't say that it's an Aegeus place, but, um... Uh, Cortain would probably know, right? Yeah, if you send him the location, yep. Yep, yep. So, you're gonna send it? Yeah. Uh, Gage, uh, he sends the location, like, it's... He puts it up on the heart of the um, the car. Yep. Because we've got to get here. It's an Aegeus place. Um, are you guys sure that we want to go against the Edict again? Like, do you want to send a message to your family? Are you talking uh, to me? I mean, you're talking to, talking to Spigs? Both. My family say. Spigs. Yeah. Yeah, Spigs. Uh, yeah. Good idea. Do you want to send a message yeah. to your family? Let them know we're going to go against them, or what? Or do you just collect gonna... their body parts, you know, if you want to remember them? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, just hold on a second. Speaks, calls, glist. Hey, uh, cold, uh, we're, we're locking up. Keyword. Don't worry, guys. We won't be being kidnapped anytime soon. Alright, let's go. Alright, the big... Uh, sort of map GPS location on the HUD of the windscreen of the car sort of like flickers down into a little tiny map in the uh, left-hand bottom corner as Cortain starts his engine, speeds his Jeep out of the car park and down the streets. Delta XIV station. So Delta 14. We see a subway station. Delta 14 station a line of people making their way down into the station bright yellow lights shine down on the crowd they are watching the uncovering of a new public transport that is to replace the old electro rail there is a man standing at the front an elf he's dressed in a pinstripe suit grey with black pinstripes and he speaks of the new train. Its atom engine combines cutting edge military hover technology with luxurious comfort. Now you've all been waiting for months and months and now I present to you the Swift Rail and everyone claps. All the people here are wearing some 
sort of older style clothing. Most of them are wearing suits or, um, you know, hats and uh, sort of like wide brim hats and dressed to sort of not extravagantly, but sort of proper, like their Sunday's best. Even though they're the people of Darkhaven, they're sort of still dressed a little nicer, a little aged in comparison to what you would see in New Etica these days. A huge red fabric is pulled off of the engine and the first few compartments that are showing. And you see, or we see, a sleek white and sky blue train. And it's currently being held up from the ground with some clamps. And there are no wheels to be seen. There are no wires connecting it to the tracks. The doors slide open with a swooshing sound. Today, we'll be commuting to Prison Station in Broadside. As they used to say in the diesel days, all aboard. This um, human guy in sort of a conductor's outfit yells as he motions everyone to move onto the train. And people do. They make their way onto the train. They take a seat on its plushy benches. They're all sitting there and getting comfortable, all chatting to each other and looking very excited. And the engine begins to spin up. There's a whirring sound. We see the two drivers in the driving compartment with cap-like helmets and a microphone with a little fuzzy end sort of um, sitting in front of their mouths. Now they push on two large levers and the clamps release. We see the train again and it lifts off of the ground and begins to pick up speed and starts hurtling down the old subway tunnel. Once again we see the drivers, but this time they're not smiling. They have a panicked look on their faces, and they're flicking toggles, they're cranking wheels, and they're pulling the levers down. We cut to people still at the station. They're all sort of arcing their necks, looking down the tunnel, as they weren't able to make it on the brand new train. They're all watching it leave. And suddenly, they see a flash of light. They hear a crack and a boom. Then green. Green fire starts to barrel out of the tunnel like a torrent of water out of a drain pipe. You guys, park your car where you can outside of the station. Now we're back in the new Etica that... Um, Everyone's familiar with the bright neon lights, the dark alleyways, the sound of the city and people in it. You are walking, or rushing I would say, down this alleyway to our friend Paige, or Gage's friend Paige, her location where she's waiting. And you see all of these um, booths, like drinking booths, little bars, and um, you see ramen shops and little... Um, sort of gift stores and that sort of thing. Uh, I would like everyone to roll... Actually, I would probably say... Cortain and... Spigs make a history check for me. And I'll give you some information about Delta Station. 18. 18. And Spigs? Sorry, Delta 8. Station. Not 18. 8. What, what was the roll? History. History 
Okay, so all that you guys know is that hundreds, maybe 200, almost 300 years ago, something like that, you're not too sure, but a long time ago, when the new hover system, hover rail system went in, it was called the, um, the Swift Rail. When it was first installed, it left, it was supposed to leave Delta Station as like a, um, a, a its first sending off of the system. Nobody knows why or how corporations may have um, kept it on the down low, but there was a catastrophe. The engine in it went critical and it killed everybody on the train. It exploded, killing everyone at the station. They were all burnt alive. And there was like a some sort of radiation left behind there for years. That's what you both know. Um, Cortain, you... Um, can you roll a D, just a d20 for me? Eight. Okay. You sort of remember your parents talking about this place. It was a um, some sort of Aegis hideout, but you've never been here. Well, you, you've been past it, but you've never been inside. Yeah. Okay. Now, you rock up at the location that Paige sent to you, and she's waiting in this lane. You can see her puffy red jacket, the sleeves rolled up, and her dark hair is tied up in a ponytail above her undercut. A line is running from her left temple into her hairline. It's a scar that was left there after the incident at Terry's diner. And she sees you coming. She sort of turns around as she hears you rushing towards her. And she pushes these um, sunglasses off of her face onto her head and you guys see the bright heads-up display inside the glasses sort of flicker off. And she says... Gage. <sighs> Thank fuck. Who are these guys? She motions uh, to the two guys behind you. This guy's Cortain. Um, he's our muscle. He'll be able to help take out. Who, oh, I'm pretty sure he wants a second a second shot at this. This here is Spigs, and I'm pretty sure he can kick hard. What was that meant to mean? Okay. So just because I understand, you've got, you've got metal legs, like. You can kick hard. Oh, I, can also, I can also punch hard. Good if you need a spare hand. Guys, we don't have time. Listen. <laughs> Information is key. This is... From what I know, because I talk to people, this is a this is a backup location for heaps of ages people that have gone into hiding from all of their hideouts and and their, their HQs being stormed by this these, these people. I don't know if they're the edict, but I know that they're working with this big fucking bugbear piece of shit. Now, these guys, they're not the same as some of the edict people we've seen around. They're wearing, um, they're like these red skull helmet things. Um, they took down Aegis guys super quick, like really quick, like no one even saw. I was sitting here and I was just eating some ramen and just through the crowd I saw the Aegis guys being thrown to the ground and r stabbed. I don't know. They, they just didn't move. And then the, the skull dudes, they dragged them down their um, the stairs. And then the big bugbear cyborg dude went down there, closed the gates. And that's, that's all I saw. And I called you immediately. But if there are Aegis people in there and the bugbear's going in at 
It ain't good for him. Let's, um... Wait, let's? No, 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 no. You're staying out here. Like, you, got... don't, you don't have any armor on. Hey, like... I've been carrying my dad's pistol. I've been training with it. That's not going to stop you from getting shot. That's all we, right. We need all the help we can get, Gage. How what? do we get in? Look, I honestly think we're better as a trigger because with us, since, since the little boss, we lost every other companion, and it's ended horribly. You, I, you're still holding the, the last one's right. arm. Um, gross. Let's um, let's. How do we get in? What? Lady, you're coming with us. Let's go. Well, I don't, I don't know any back ways. Um, just through there. And it's all like it's been locked up. She said. It's like this. Um, you know those crisscrossing sort of metal gate things that you sometimes yeah, yeah. see. It's like those. Um, but they're just. You can see them. That looks like they're closed. You don't cool. know if they're locked or if they're open or whatnot. But they look really old, like. Like, um, they, they might not actually have technology locking it. Cool. Let's get in the Jeep. We'll just ram through it. Wait, the... the, the you like, won't be able to get a Jeep it? down here unless you drive through all of the cafes and stuff. This is like a... La- these are uh, all laneways. They're not proper roads. That's why you had uh, to park yeah. and then walk in. Okay, fair enough. Wait, what's it locked with? You're not sure. You haven't... You're, you're probably like 100 meters away. Okay. Is there a way that... Are there cars on the side of the road? Can we make our way up casu- more casually? Is there anyone watching that we can see from here? There, You cannot see any of the Red Skull people or the Cyborg or whatever, but you can roll a, um, a perception check, if you like, as you make your way towards the station. I... Seven. Okay. Um, you see various elf-style ramen bars that spot the street with neon or electronic signs of various sizes displaying food or alcohol. You see one sign that says free sake with any Saiku noodle box. It flashes in common, then elven, then dwarf, then in goblin and orc. You smell the aroma of delicious rice and noodle dishes and hear the sounds of elven language being shouted or spoken, or you hear some sung on some pop songs that are playing in some of the bars. The street is cast in an overpowering, deep purple light emanating from a huge advertising screen of a new sports car. It's playing on loop. The street is uh, really busy, very busy. Lots of people walking, massive crowds. Um, You see a pack of um, sort of biker gangs slowly riding their bikes through the crowd. Everyone's sort of making way. They're not threatening or anything. Um pretty common in this area the delta 14 station is lit up in a a large black and orange sign there are two old accordion type gates that close off the stairs into the station now it's dark down into the station all you can see is some um, light green emergency lights sort of flicking off and on in pulses but that's all you see. Good thing I have night vision goggles. Cortain, can you send a message to the to the rest of your friends that maybe we can get a little bit of backup? Like, they'd have to get here straight away, but it's worth letting them know. I assume your your friend here has already messaged them. She she doesn't know who they are. She said she knew it was the edict people. There's like a neighborhood watch number. I have um, messaged them. I tried calling, oh, okay. but nobody answered. Is that? 
Is that normal? I'll, be... I'll, I'll try to call them using one of the, you know, direct personal numbers I have. Who do you, who do you call? Um, Ghostbusters. Anyway, no, sorry, who, do you, the, who do you call? Back to the people that helped us. Uh, what's his name? It's, uh, the guy I've met him I've met him a few times. Uh, there's the drunk guy that you saved a couple times, and then there's Sisk. Sisk, that's it. Good old Sisk. I'll call Sisk. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I threatened him once. Yeah, you did. You pushed him up against the wall. Yeah. So his uh, phone rings through. Rings through. You hear this, hear this thing. Hey, uh, Sisk here. If you um need anything, just come by one of the... HQs, we can have a chat. I'm obviously busy right now. Or Gage, you can leave a message. Gage, can you tell if the the phone I'm ringing is is in the station? Can you do some magic, you know, techno magic? No. What? Fine, no. I guess. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> we then go towards the gate, because I, I just assume Gage doesn't want to help me. Okay, you see... <laughs> I just don't have a thing that just does that. You see these gates, uh, these sort of accordion-type gates. They're closed, um, and there is like a, a an electronic lock on there, but it has been crushed. The whole thing and the two parts of the gate that meet in the middle have been crushed and sort of mangled together like some sort of makeshift lock in a way. They've just... Must have been the bugbear or someone just as strong that has gone and twisted the metal so it keeps it shut. You can um, you can probably try and pull it apart or something like that, but you I tell me what you want to do. I, I one turn my night vision on so I can see down the stairs, like we'll see into the station, and two I will then try to open the uh, pull apart the iron. Cool. As you press the button on your helmet. Or on your neck there, the helmet all closes up over your face, the night vision comes on, and you see down the stairs into the station. The stairs go down uh, maybe like 20 foot, and then there's a hallway. You don't see anybody down there. There are some lights flashing which are bright white to you in this, uh, in this light. Okay, I rolled for strength a 20. A crit or a ghetto? ghetto nice ghetto crits yeah. all right so you put your hands on either side of these gates and you just pry them apart like it's nothing nice nice you guys make your way down into the station i'm guessing cortain's in the lead yeah i have my shield and my pistol and my revolver out nice you sort of punch the inside of your forearm your gauntlet there the shield flicks out you're holding your revolver over the little sort of peeking hole on the side of the shield making your way into the station can everyone roll perception check for me and I will roll for page so what kind of light is down here so, it's basically completely dark, but the light, it's like, it's darkness, and then a green light pulses on, and you see, like, these little signs that um, say, exit, 
emergency and they like pulse on green but what do I see with my night vision white just white just everywhere well you see you see in the through the darkness with your night vision but every time there's a pulse it like doesn't blind blind you but it makes you blind for a certain amount of time gauge rolled like just a just 20. for the pulses it's just bright white yeah yeah you you rolled a 20 yeah non natural oh. get a crit cool yeah um page got a 23 i'm being what did blinded speaks get? thematically Cortain got a 2 okay so you're like <laughs> pretty accurate. you're sort of blinded by the first flash not really um, sort of taking that into account when you put on your green goggle uh, your, your night vision yeah um, Paige she says hey hey hold up and Gage puts his hand out as well to stop you guys now Gage you hear this slight sound of shells hitting the floor but no shots related to them that's all you heard can do we share ar um you share a communication between it and you can like tag things and enemies locations and stuff and send the information to them and it will tag but they can't see exactly what you see from your eyes yeah 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 so gauge will tag the sound that there was a sound of something yeah I, I don't think it's accurate to say the sound of that but like a sound in that in that spot well you know it's coming from down the halls in yep. front of you yep that's cool um also what's our like our group order I'd say Cortain's in the front and then Gage and then Paige um, keeps and- trying to get closer to the front yeah but Gage has got an arm out and he keeps holding her back yeah, she gets and she's getting annoyed every now and then, and she's like, "Look, I've been training. I can do this. I know you're trying to look out for me, and you said you would protect people that need protecting. But what we really need to do is fucking kill these pieces of shit." Gage, come on. Hey guys. I agree. Shh. Yeah, great. I've got, I've got a shield. Sorry. And it could take the, it could take a bullet instead of you. That's all. Just stay behind me. Okay, Let fine. Cortain get shot All right. first. Let's go. Okay, 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 okay. <sighs> and she like sighs. Ugh. Like sort of rolls her eyes a bit. That's fine. And she doesn't care. You guys make your way down the hall, down another set of stairs. Uh, can I get everyone to roll stealth for oh, me? Oh no. <laughs> As you guys Next. quietly make your way down the stairs into. Holy shit. Gage 18. Cortain 12. Plus, Big's got a 21 for stealth. <laughs> nice. There's like, a, there's like a little screw that you tighten. And th- has that been there the whole time? <laughs> yeah. You activate stealth chicken legs. There's one part like noisy. There's a little arrow that says like quiet slash sneaky. You put like on a, sneakers. It's like a little, it's like a little um, toggle on your legs. You click it down and it says like, shh. No, but you guys all make your way down the stairs super quietly. Nobody sort of makes too much sound. You hear like a little foot scuff here, there, but nothing too audible. And those stairs lead down into like this small, this medium 
room. There are six pillars holding up the ceiling, it looks like. As the lights flash green, you see seating and benches and some old vending machines. Um, underneath the far back wall, there are some signs. Underneath those signs, there are the vending machines. Um, you see a metal door off to the right. But because you guys rolled pretty well and you rolled pretty decent on your perception checks as well, you see some guys and they're milling around one of the pillars. They've got various weapons. You see as the green light flashes on, it shines off of this glossy red skull-like mask. They're wearing um, sort of like the typical college bomber jacket. It's white and red and they're wearing uh, black sort of cargo pants with black, big black boots. You guys slowly sneak up on them. Sort of, um, I'm guessing you guys fan out or something, or do you group up? What do you do? Uh, fan out. Like, Gage goes for one with shock and grasp. Let's try and Ooh. knock him out. He goes, like, for the base of the base of their neck from behind. Alright, and I'm going to... Um, how can I do this? Do you guys still have the run sheet open? Yes. yes. Cool. I'm going to drop an image in there, and uh, this is what you see. If you go back to the run sheet, it should be on page two. Ha! Nice. Oh, wow. Around the black glass of their eyes, you see like this slight red light and... I just have to roll for a couple of these dudes quickly. What was the lowest of stealth that you guys got? It wasn't Spigs. I got 12. It was 12. What did Paige get? She got a 15. And what did Gage get? 18. You hear one of the guys say, Hey, did you did you see that? And they sort of look towards your direction, but you're all hiding behind the pillars. Whose footprints are these? Whose footprints were those? <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. But you see that guy that thought he heard something make his way down the middle of this room, looking around. What do you guys want to do? So he's wearing yeah. this, this helmet we can see. Yep, yeah, in the green light as it flashes on. Um, you are able to see he's wearing this red and white black helmet with this sort of red sort of college letterman jacket with a hood these black boots black pants with um, various weaponry is the helmet metal? yes it looks like it glossy metal can uh, Spigs go up behind him and uh, put his son if I can over him and choke him? you can if you move to go and stand behind him, you will have to make another stealth check to move while there's a guy sort of alerted, uh, and you will be between him and the other group of his friends. Uh, in the middle of them? Yeah. Uh, Cortain will, will go in. He's not afraid of being in the middle of some friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your friends. <laughs> Gage holds his hand out to like kind of slow like for us to try and find out more information first but you could but Cortain could choose whether or not he decides to follow that course of action yeah what are you doing Cortain are you going to stop or are you going to continue um so have I got any clear signal to stop from from Gage like he holds his hand out to stop yeah I 
roll perception because the flash and I've still got my night vision on. Cool. And I'll just say quickly nice. that um, on the right of this room, you've got Gage and Paige. On the left, you've got Spigs and Cortain. Okay. Maybe we can call it Longleaf. Um, so look, let's say I roll yeah, true. quite poorly, and so I will not heed your counsel. <laughs> that's fine. That's um, fine. He tried. Yeah, I tried. So I will move up. Yeah, sure, he grabs you. <laughs> I will move up to the guy in the middle and slow, like, as, as I move forward, put my pistol aside and just pull my sword out of its sheath and just slice it, decapitating the guy immediately. All right. Roll a stealth check. <laughs> That's a one. All right. As you sneak around this pillar you move pretty quietly as you pull your sword out shing you see at the very end as the light flashes on and sort of blinds you one of the other of these skull mask guys sort of holding a um a rifle looks in your direction the light flashes showing you as your sword hits the pillar Bing! rings out through the room the sniper yells we've got company he pulls up the rifle and that is a 22 verse ac oh it's he like quickly kneels down pulls up this scoped rifle you hear this silenced little um silenced gun sound and he shoots you for 16 ballistic damage shoots you in the chest all the rest of the guys start pulling um weapons out some of them have submachine guns uh, you see that a lot of them are carrying this um sort of long spear like weapon and as Cortain is shot in the chest, stumbling backwards, falling prone, all of these red mask dudes start aiming their weapons towards you. And uh, Paige Longleaf says, finally some action. And she slaps Gage on the shoulder. And that's where we'll leave it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on a journey with us in time and space. You can check out our website at beyondthedice.com or www.beyondthedice.com depending on the forum.
allows you to have a WWW ornament. Uh, Instagram <laughs> is a pretty fun place where we take D&D, RPG, and other other kinds of picks. So check them out there at Beyond the Dice. Hey, Travis. Travis. Travis, listening? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. There we have a Facebook page. And you can get any news or see any random sort of sci-fi slash futuristic random articles or things that we might post there uh, you can find our discord channel there because we have a discord you can also find that on our website as well you can chat with us on facebook as well and where we are on facebook is facebook.com slash btd pod and if you have some time to give us a review maybe download your podcast or our podcast it'd be really helpful to help other people see other people make our place really popular and for us to listen to more of our things yeah it's really cool if we can get um reviews anywhere and everywhere we used to say itunes but um i realized that any review is a good review so if it's on podbean or if it's on um, Downcast or Overcast, whatever app you might use, including iTunes or Apple Podcast app, give us a review. We'd absolutely love it. Uh, what I might start doing is any people that give us a review and uh, we see it, I might include uh, your name um, in the podcast as a character or something in the world. Uh, and that could be some cool fun. So as, as a ramen shop, as a ramen shop or a special dish or an alcohol or a car or a, or a Texas barbecue place. So we go to have like some delicious meats yeah, or, or an ice cream or an, or an aftershave that you've purchased from an airport uh, bathroom to smell nice on the plane, uh, whatever it might be. Um, good night. Good night. <laughs> good night. See you guys. Or good day. Yeah, good day. I said good day.